Hey guys, it's John and Ryan from No Holding Back on uh, Wednesday, where we recap all the news, highlights, and hot takes from the previous week in sports. Uh, this is where we're going to hold nothing back, and we are going to first focus on the NFL and all of the transactions that happened in the previous week. Uh, then we're going to transition into the MLB, uh, considering pitchers and catchers reported this week. And lastly, get into the NBA and the influence of LeBron and Rich Paul and Clutch Sports, and then finish off with, you know, the influence of Zion and how he's going to affect the NBA moving forward. Yeah, so this will be our Valentine's Day special. for So for you lovebirds out there who only have your hand, <laughs> you have something to do while you're missing that nice dinner with your sweet future wife. Well, the good thing about Jill is she never holds anything back. True. That's very true. Yeah, and she'll never leave. She'll never stand you up either. Yeah, until she makes you go get that pail. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess the first thing as we kick off this kind of Valentine's Day special of no holding back is you know the the news just dropped uh, earlier today as you know we're filming on Wednesday. Uh, Joe Flacco traded to the Denver Broncos uh, for it looks like a mid round pick, uh, first reported by Shefty. So. Uh, how do we feel about John Elway again, kind of taking a chance on a quarterback that really <laughs> another has been? Yeah, I know. I, this guy just can't narrow down. Look, I I get it if he keeps Flacco, and we and it kind of takes the scent off the trail of them going Drew Locke, right? We know all along, or we've heard rumors where they do like Drew Locke out of Missouri, so. It, it could be a good thing. You give the guy a year to develop. You have a solid defense. So, mm-hmm. And Flacco, he's not going to win you games, but he's not going to lose you games. He's kind of consistent, doesn't have those big turnovers. As long as you don't ask him to do too much. They have a good running back who's hopefully backed by them and Lindsey. Right. And, you know, I think the way the team is built, they should be okay as long as he's – I don't know. Competent? Com- well, I wouldn't even go competent. I meant just consistent and doesn't mind that mentor role, right? If, if you bring it down, hey, you're not guaranteed. We'll, we'll make you hit the streets, and you won't be seeing anywhere near that money if you don't act the right part. Right. So now if you if you look at their roster, they have two quarterbacks that are making – a combined total of fifty million, which is going to hurt. Yeah, the I even look at Keenum's deal. So yeah, we, so I think it's his last. I know in total of this year coming in, both quarterback. Obviously, they're going to move Keenum or try to move Keenum. I don't know how his guarantees look, but that's fifty million, fifty million, five zero on their cap just in the quarterback position. So I mean, I I can understand where the logic comes from, where John Elway says, okay. All our team is really missing is the quarterback that can really, you know, push the ball down the field. With to Joe Flacco's credit, he was able to do. It just was a matter of Baltimore going on, right? So I think one of the things that we need to see from Flacco and and even the Broncos is that relying on the defense is going to be huge, and relying on Lindsey coming back healthy is going to be huge. I just think one of the things that we need to consider is. Why is Elway still getting these chances? Yeah, so looking at the contracts right now, they might be able to get out of it ten million dead. It's supposed to make eighteen, so they might be able to cut them. This is so. this is Keenum. Keenum. So then I think that really puts, I mean, that puts the Broncos in a good situation, and especially where where they're drafting. But 
I yeah, mean, I mean, if you keep them, what's the detriment? I don't know. Their well, exact... I think it. I think it really matters if they draft if they draft a quarterback. Like everyone's saying yeah. that it's going to be Drew Locke, but if they don't draft a quarterback, then it's not that bad of a deal because, as you see, there's at least one or well, two let me good ask quarterbacks. You this. Do you see Drew Locke going in the first round? <laughs> I think someone's going to reach. Well, we all know that every well, we all know that everybody's going to reach because it, let's just do it by comparison by comparison, right? How many teams do we have that need a QB, right? We have the Giants. Well, Cardinals. <laughs> well, Card- and realis- I, realistically, I, I would not count the Cardinals. We'll talk about that later, but Gi- the Giants definitely need one. Um, the Buccaneers will probably need one, considering Jameis is making a crazy amount of money, and they. He's prob- Bruce Arians, as much as a QB genius that he is, he's not going to fix Winston off the field. So I think they move on from him. So I think that the Buccaneers are in for a quarterback. I think the Broncos, even though with Flacco, they're in for a quarterback. The yeah. Jaguars are in for a quarterback. Uh, Dolphins at 13 are in for a quarterback. And the Redskins at 15 are probably in for a quarterback. Right? 15, 17. One, 15 or 17. Wherever. So that's six that are just in the top 20. So if yeah, you're just so- looking on... I mean, scarcity, it's a commodity. Gi- I mean, Giants probably won't go. They'll, they probably love Eli to death, so they'll fuck themselves again. <laughs> but I think by draft day, I think we're probably going to see three quarterbacks drafted in the top ten. Yeah, you just hope so, so you can get that trade up. Well, I mean, regardless of being a Jets for, fan and hoping they Jets. trade down. Yeah, regardless of that, I think I think there for, are a lot of the, teams. For the runner that is Drew <laughs> For that runner that is Haskins, <laughs> you know Steve Stephen A. Smith has been doing that. That's a great. That's a great point, right? Every single time you look at whether it's uh, first take or whether it's you know first things first or whether it's any of these shows that have this kind of debate type of mentality, like. This stuff happens where apparently Dwayne Haskins is a running quarterback and though that bullshit gets put out every single day. Yeah. Every single day. So I just don't understand why nobody's going to call. Like, this is why we are doing this. Like, Stephen A. Smith needs to get his shit together. Like, that's pretty fucked up. Like, he's rushed for less than 2,000 yards his entire career at Ohio State. He rushed for less than 200 in a season. Right, his yards per carry was what we looked at it the other day, one point eight or something around that. It, it was something arbitrary. Whereas you have Kyler Murray, who's projected to be a great thrower, and he's averaging five point four yards per attempt running, and that's but, that's not even consistent. But so, according to but according to Stephen A. Right. and Max Kellerman, he's a better per, per thrower of the football. Right. right. All right, we won't touch on that yet. So, in interesting news, how about AB? Antonio Brown, yeah. Yeah, finally requesting this trade. I, I was under the impression that he had already requested it. I don't no, know no, no, what. no, but you know him being like the diva wide receiver he is. He needed to do a Formal. full montage video on social media or whatever that I'm fully requesting a trade from the Steelers. Mm. That's what he needed to do to make it official. So he slapped his girlfriend around because she slipped it out first? His baby mama. Oh, his baby mama, sorry. It's just a, it's a serious subject, baby mama. It's different than, come on, there's a lot of implications there. Yeah. But, I mean. Real tough guy. With that haircut. 
She probably gave him that haircut with a little slap or two. <laughs> but I think, I think the A.B. thing is interesting, right? Statistically speaking, he, over the last six seasons, he is leap and bounds a better wide receiver than any other receiver You can't in the argue with his productivity, right? The, the guy is pure genius route runner. Correct. And I don't know that that ages. So he's never done it on his physical traits. He's never been the, the burner. He's right. never been that type of guy. Yet it, it, it's evident in the decisions he makes while running his routes that he's able to get by these guys and be quicker because of the decisions he makes, the fakes he makes, how he lines up, how he sells everything. And that's and his short hands, and he catches it. Right. So to, for me, I, I think he still has a couple of years, but – I don't know, given the dilemma that's around him, that dilemma or that cloud being that he's not a good teammate. Right. He's extracurricular now, and he's once out of a reputable organization, right. let's say. Which has been, I mean, everybody touts the Patriots being like this consistent dynasty. That's what just from this decade. The Patriots yeah. have been consistent throughout. The Steelers have been good forever. Right. So you, you can't knock them. They've, they've always put a quality product on the field right. year in, year out. But what do you say to, uh, a lot of people say that, granted, Antonio Brown is a great route runner. But Big Ben also extends plays. And Does he, it, though? I, I've seen him... In I mean, this recent, is just this in, is just the in talking recent points, years, right? overthrow guys, underthrow guys, be very inaccurate, put guys in uh, inopportune positions, right, where they're subject to get hit, as opposed to other QBs, and then instead of being the leader that he's supposed to be, he'll throw those guys under the bus. Absolutely. I mean, I think the biggest problem wasn't Le- Le'Veon Bell, and I don't think the biggest problem was Antonio Brown either. I think it's just that. The organization and Mike Tomlin is responsible for this for coddling Ben Roethlisberger. They did everything that they could to make sure that Ben Roethlisberger did everything the right way. Even the shit that he was going through with the bathroom incident, the motorcycle, all that shit that's piled up. Nobody really hears about it anymore. All you hear about is the the the, the right thing that Le'Veon Bell was trying to do for him and his family, and then the stuff that AB's doing. Like right, what said it for me was when this past year when he called out a rookie receiver in James Washington, blaming the loss on him. He, he didn't hit on the facts. In that game, we noticed it because we were playing fantasy together. Right. We have Juju, and he's overthrowing or missing Juju on two or three touchdown receptions right. that game that exactly, he could have broke. Yeah. How about those? Like, If you're such a leader, why are you blaming a rookie when you should be building that rookie up? But But let's put it in perspective who's ever said that ben roethlisberger a wanted to be a leader or tried to be a leader like that, that that's the thing that i think that well, everybody's the, their defense here. has always been the, the quote-unquote leader right you've always had right. their solid linebacker or someone on there their safe free safety or what, whoever be it. it it's usually been the defense that has led the charge of that team but that's and, not where the, been their mentality but that's not where the league is right oh, now i agree completely and with your super three can we call it mm-hmm. that was two years ago right and then you start i i really don't know how that I don't know the ideas that they had, right? So so you do all this to Bell. You do all this to AB. 
and you're stringing them through, but that's supposed to be your new point going forward, right? And you're de-emphasizing the defense. Mm-hmm. So it, I don't really know who they're enabling now. And it appears to be Big Ben, but he doesn't want to be there. Or how much longer can he play no, for with, I mean, with his you're body? Not, exactly. I mean, he's flirted with retirement over the last couple of years. I mean, he's not going to be there forever. I mean, they drafted a quarterback last year. So I think the, I think one of the things that we should probably focus on more is what are the best landing spots for AB moving forward? Yeah, that's a that's an interesting question. That I mean, one that I would say that would never happen would be the Ravens. In well, so let's just let's put a little couple stipulations here. One, let's say they won't trade him to New England or trade him to New England. They probably won't trade him within the division because no. they don't want to see him twice a year. No way. So and let's and we'll loosely say uh, although that they, they could say. That Lamar can't throw, so we don't really That's care. That's true, which would be an ultimate troll. But, I mean. But I wouldn't want to take that chance right. with him and A.B. Being he's a great route runner, you could set he, something up. He could be up. able to get open, right. That'd be a deadly combo. So let's, so let's just say and loosely say that he won't go to an AFC team. But okay. we'll keep them in here. So there, I think there are a couple teams that probably would benefit him the most. And in the AFC, I think that the first team that comes – comes to mind is the Colts because of two reasons one they don't have a they don't have a right they don't have a legitimate number one even though T.Y. Hilton has produced over the years I think he'd be an amazing two as opposed to a one I agree completely and then I think that regardless of Antonio Brown's contract currently over the next three years so I think he's out after 2020 his base salary doesn't exceed 13 million at any point so you're talking about the best receiver who, and let's put um, Julio, I'm thinking of guys that just got paid, Julio, Odell, and Hopkins, okay? Antonio Brown has better statistical seasons over the last six years than all those receivers, and those guys are making between like 16, 17 million a year. Right. So this guy's at no higher than 13. So he's going to definitely want a contract extension or restructuring, right? So you'll need a team that has cap room, and you'll need a team that probably has a decent quarterback. So I think the Colts are one because I think with all that cap room, they'll be able to really use him in the way that the team, I I think that they're better off taking on AB than they are Le'Veon Bell personally, especially with Andrew Luck. And then I think the other thing is, from an AFC perspective, I, I think the Packers. Well, well, why could you not count out the Jaguars, right? So let me ask you this: If you want an incoming quarterback, what way to meet that incoming quarterback with? A decent receiver. So you're you're talking about a team who was just in the AFC Championship not long ago, right? You're removed. But I think there's a difference, right? I think there's a difference between having a productive receiver that doesn't cause headaches. Like let's let's put it, let's put it out. Like Antonio Brown has an issue with the locker room, regardless of whether Pittsburgh puts Coddles eight uh, Roethlisberger or not. Like AB is an issue in the locker room. And I've been told by certain people that he's not a good teammate. So you want him next to Aaron Rodgers? 
Oh, Aaron Rodgers isn't a good teammate either, so they'll bond. They'll bond perfectly <laughs> together. No, but I, I'm saying like you don't want. I don't think you want him with a rookie quarterback. That's why. No. As, as, I, I I could see San Francisco as a landing spot as well. They need. I a think one. San Francisco is a good one too, especially especially with who's there and the people that'll be able to kind Correct. of take him under his uh, take them under their wing. I feel like they'd be able to maintain them. I agree. I agree. So then those two thing, two teams in the NFC, probably the Niners and the Packers. I see the Colts in the AFC. I don't and I'm just thinking of heavy like like big time cap teams. I I could see I could see the Browns trying to throw something, but they won't trade him in the division. Um I don't think the Jets are going to go after him. Um what are some other teams that are up there? I I I, I just think he needs to go with an established quarterback that'll be able to, you know, say to him Listen, AB, like, I'm not throwing you the fucking ball because you double or triple team. I'm throwing right. you to the next option. Like, like, it, like a team like the Eagles who have already had issues with targets. Right. You had the whole Ertz thing where mm-hmm. other guys, not complaining, but there was notions that he was being targeted more than others. So mm-hmm. Like a team like that, it, it's tough to incorporate a receiver of his caliber. Right. But, so I don't really know the answer of a team that wants to accept that right away. And and second off, how do you even establish the value of a player like that? So you're you're talking about a year in year out player mm-hmm. who's one of the top in the game, who we we, we kind of think that he may not drop off that much, right. and he's on a team friendly deal. So, but I but I think we need to take that into context. I don't think the team that he gets traded to, he's going to want the extension. Maybe we'll we'll see we'll see. I mean, if he doesn't, then. That would take me completely off guard and would be out of character for Antonio Brown. I mean, ultimate troll move, trade him to the Chargers because Philip Rivers can only throw to one receiver at a time anyway. And so then, and then Tyrell really Williams, Mike Williams, and Keenan Allen's fantasy values Well, Tyrell's heavily. a free agent, but Keenan and Mike. Yeah, see ya. See ya. So anybody in those dynasties. And Hunter leagues. Henry come back, so it doesn't really matter. Right. But I think, like, when we were talking about the Eagles, like, I think – that the Eagles would be a, a, a good destination for him just based on the organizational structure. But I think the Eagles will probably want to address the running back position, which I was – and this kind of leads us into our next topic, was that when the news broke the other day that Kareem Hunt had signed, I saw that Kareem Hunt signed. First thing, I had texted you, and I was like, did the Eagles just do it? Like, we've spoken about this. Did the Eagles get their running back? Right. And then the, the Browns. Browns. The the one team that I did not see signing him because they have two pretty solid young backs. Right. With, the uh, A- with Duke Johnson and uh, what's his yeah, name? Yeah, the A-Ops from Nick yeah. Chubb. Chubb. Who had a great rookie season. Right. It was phenomenal. So I, I don't – I mean, I get it. John Dorsey, he has the Hunt connection, right? But I don't see it. Like, I, I just don't. I mean, maybe you weather storm. You, you think Chubb may get hurt? Or you're playing the, t- the two. Um, yeah, I. Well, I they have, they have money to spend, so the maybe maybe. Well, you're taking. I don't think it really worries about. The juice is worth the squeeze at the end. So. I think the first thing that we need to understand is that he, he it was one year for six six seventy five. It, it's not a big flyer, but my thing is, 
which probably helped him in the long run when it comes to contracts if he straightens his shit out. Maybe maybe the market wasn't there. Maybe other teams didn't want him, and that's how it came to be. So I, I don't understand the market enough, and that's what confuses me on the deal and why it happened so quickly. Well, let's let's from what I heard and, and what I've been told is that there was not one big market team that was that, interested? Was, that was interested in Kareem Hunt. Maybe that was all agent talk then. Well, I think because I've I've heard noise at different places of where Hunt was wanted. Like which ones? Well, take well you you'd have to take Philly out of that. Like Philly's a a, a big big market. But, like, Philadelphia has taken people like Michael Vick in and then been able to kind of Correct. put them on the right path. And which, which, would which is be, why we thought that that would, would be, be a good fit. amazing thing, right? So you employ Vick, you give him right. mentorship, and it makes it look better. So right. instead of taking an organization where you couldn't handle – not couldn't handle, but you couldn't give a player what he needed in Josh Gordon. Right. So a player who needed extra help – extra people around them mm-hmm. to support them they weren't there right and it's not like i mean josh gordon has an issue with with Different alcohol issue. right he's got an issue with alcohol with and he's got an issue with um i think it's marijuana or whatever but it's not like cleveland is a big t- perfect example like jr are, are we really calling marijuana issue Come on, no, let, no, let's it, be serious. No, it's definitely not an issue, especially the, how the, everything's the going right now. The issue is that the NFL is sponsored by all these beverage companies, and their issue mm-hmm. is that they're losing money out to the marijuana industry. That's their issue. Well, because And they'd rather supply the players' perk sets, whatever not, for pain. Well, did you see, this was the first year where I really noticed that the NFL was endorsing liquor. In their commercials, they were strictly beer only. Now I was seeing during the Super Bowl and during the playoffs, like Bacardi, Grey Goose, and this is the first time that I've seen it in a very long oh, time. Oh, it's great! We won't have any domestic disputes this year. <laughs> well, they should. You know what? You they really should do is that there's only one alcohol that how about, is really. How about we endorse some gummies? Then players will be sitting at home on their couch playing FIFA, and not none of this domestic dispute. They'll be fine. Assault. Assault. I call it dispute because we don't know if they're guilty. All right, all right. I like that. I like that. But we, we all we weren't. This is for a different show, and this isn't for the sports podcast. But anyway, I think Cleveland. Their allegations. Yes, well, their allegations, and you only saw the video. You didn't see what but was go said. On, go on, go on with, with Cleveland. But I think with Cleveland, I think with Josh Gordon, and some people say, well, he had issues in New England too, and New England has the best structure. But that, that's not true because oh, Aaron Hernandez, Aaron Hernandez, and they've had many other issues with players Correct. getting involved. But Cleveland with Hunt, granted, everyone's saying Dorsey's in there, and they're making a a, a lot better effort to help their players, but. I just think that Dorsey has a reputation of drafting player. He drafted Kelsey, marijuana possession. He Hill. drafted Hill, domestic violence. Um, obviously, Hunt, and now re-signing Hunt again. I just hope that, and everyone's saying, you know, this is his second chance. Everybody deserves a second chance. But, you know, he got into a fight at a, at a strip club or or a, whatever, well, a cabaret, however they want to make it all classy. But... Fight in a strip club cabaret, 
obviously got into yeah, a fight. Yeah, clothes on, John. <laughs> there was alcohol served. It had to be clothes on. And then he was in this incident that was caught on video at the hotel. So you're talking about second chance. This is not a second chance. That's why he's going to get 12 games and not six games. Probably. Is, most likely. We'll, I don't we'll, see him getting less than 10. We'll, we'll see what it is. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I just didn't agree with the fit. So talking about agreeing with fit, though. So let's talk about this cat, Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. So this cat doesn't even know what he's doing. What, what to say. What he's yeah, seriously. How to walk. He, he's all struck, in shock of the moment. And you're telling me this kid is supposed to be a top five pick as projected by some analysts? I like that's what I don't get. I I've never seen it a QB come into the league and be awestruck by a conversation. A simple conversation, mm-hmm. getting layups in a talk. Not and he wasn't even going football then. You're referencing Dan Patrick's interview with Super Bowl. Absolutely right? referencing and even, and the Gatorade performance before. Right. So it boggles my mind that this kid is going to be a top five pick. I just haven't seen it before, and I don't get it. I, I, I don't understand it why he's switching to football now. I thought it was a whole money play with the A's. The A's got upset because he stopped negotiating when they thought they were still negotiating. And it, it just turned into this whole dilemma, and, and it's kind of crazy. And he he doesn't even have see so even have an agent like he has this baseball agent who Scott Boris right. who's very very well known he's done his thing like even he couldn't answer the baseball questions which which drives my point well like how how can you not even prepared to answer a baseball question you know these questions are coming somebody has to know on the team like are are you just excluding your baseball agents at that point like what what's the deal because you're in negotiations with the a's are you not telling them that you have a dan patrick interview or like what happens there well i think there i think his first of all it was just hit he only has a baseball representative now um and then at the time of that interview his father was kind of guiding him and we spoke about this on the last show that when the father is kind of taking care of the business side of, you know, leading up to draft and everything like that, that never really goes too well. But I think when he went on the show, there's obviously a script that was laid out. And I personally think that he could have played this perfectly. Like, like think about it. Oh, You he, go, he, I don't, listen, I'm, I'm not giving anybody credit at all, but... We're here. The, the The interview was two weeks ago. We spoke about it last week. We spoke about it. Everybody's still talking about it, especially now that he released that he's strictly playing football. Like, that's the big news that was this week. Right. So, I mean, and, and when now. The A's, when the A's come out and say that they were caught off guard, that means that he was that, trying. That gives me question marks. That gives me question marks all over. And you know the thing I don't want in a QB? It's question marks. Well, that uh, I think that all of those questions are going to come out when he goes to the combine. Like they, you know, the questions that they ask at the combine. You know, when they bring them into their suites in the hotels. Like the the, the teams are going to thoroughly investigate 
Murray, regardless of whether they think he's going to play baseball, regardless of whether they think he's going to play football. They're under the impression now that he's come out and said, I'm playing football, I'm committed to being a quarterback, this is what I'm thinking right. about doing. He, he hired Burkhart as an agent who also represents the Cardinals' Cliff Kingsbury. Right, which is probably a calculated move. I I, like, I, like he, I I don't buy that though. I don't buy the Cardinals because this. No, I don't think I don't think that Cliff, they're even Cliff, thinking about Cliff drafting. Cliff came him. out before the season when he was at Texas Tech, correct? Uh, and no affiliations with anything. Thought this kid could be very good. He was said that he would take him number one. I I I think there's a lot of smoke behind. Arizona believing he's number one. But I think Murray and his team are using that specifically you, to help you, his stock. But why? Like, that, that's what I get back to. Like, you blew all this off. You said to the A's. who The A's, they're historically smart organization. But they, they, they don't play this game. But of, there's never been a situation where a Heisman Trophy winner was selected in the top 10 of baseball and probably was going to get selected in the top 10 of football. That's why he had the advisor committee say, like, where, based on p- polling teams and scouts and everything, where do you think he's getting drafted? That's why he That's why he made this decision in the timing of this decision, because that advisory committee was done. Is this kid even 5'10"? Did they measure him? Well, that's going to be the big thing is, is whether when's, – when's the next standard going to be? The first standard was six feet with Drew Brees, and then Drew Brees ended up being Drew Brees. And then Russell Wilson comes out. He's 5'10". We all know your opinion on Russell Wilson, but he's definitely a top five well, quarterback in the league. Well, I just don't like virgins. <laughs> well, he's not a virgin now. He's been married twice, which is actually very funny, right? Guy committed to yeah. Didn't he steal Golden Tate's girl first? Uh, well, he's married to Sierra now. He's got a kid. He's he's doing well. <laughs> he's well off. But like Russell Wilson, five ten, and now like even if Murray's not five ten, then the question is going to be, is five nine now the standard? Because regardless of it used to be the height and hand size Look. was because of how the offense was when you're throwing behind the line of scrimmage and throwing over over line Correct. now you're throwing in between lanes as opposed to over look I'm not, I'm not arguing what he can do he's impressive he's very very impressive what he can do my 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 question about him is his indecisiveness so so right now you're talking about QB decisions. So how long do you have to make a decision? Three seconds? Three seconds. And that's a lot still. And we're, now we're talking about indecisiveness in this realm. So you can't even pick what sport you want to play. But I don't think – I think he knew all along what he was going to do. Like, even Did if, he? I personally think so. I mean, So I why did he never hire a football agent? Why he was he never to. prepared? He never needed to. Never needed to. I don't think he never needed to at this particular time because – if he hired the football agent, first of all, he signed, committed to the A's at this point, and then he was going to get drafted. But all of this noise is just, I think, is just positive attention that he never had to pay for. Well, I agree. I disagree that it's positive. I, well, I take it as all negative. It could be because at the end of the day, that interview isn't going to really matter after teams get him in the combine. And all people are connecting is the soundbite to so Cliff Kingsbury. So is he going to answer, answer questions there? I'm sure he's going to answer questions at the combine because now he's got he we'll he, he has the right people that are around him from a football perspective. But let's put we'll, it. Let's, we'll, we'll see if he's talking about turning three four or reading X's and O's. Oh uh, well, <laughs> well he is going 
to understand. Like, first, we all know that you can't play quarterback and play another position. It's not like Dion and Bo because they have to study the playbook at a more thorough Correct. And it ruined my whole philosophy that Oakland was going to take him. I love that take. But you didn't want him. You didn't want Oakland to take him because it's just a minor elite. If you're going to pay this guy $15 million, you wanted him to be in the pros as quick as possible. And regardless, even though the $15 million is guaranteed and then NFL has all this contract structuring, the guy was going to make more money as an NFL quarterback just by sponsorships and the slotted uh, rookie contracts I agree, alone. but long run, not so much. So the, the health perspective proponent as in he, – he's tiny, correct? Right. Not as, not as thick as Russell. Not as thick, not as big. It's just a, a lot of things that go into that. Can he take the beating? Yeah, in, in this day and age, it's not as big. Um, as big being, like, you're not taking the hits that the, the QBs used to. But <coughs> I, I think there's a lot of elements that go into it. And my biggest thing is just going back to the indecisiveness. So you're not prepared. QB's biggest thing is being prepared and right. being a decision maker on the split second decision. So mm-hmm. those are my two biggest second points. And you're telling me this guy's the top five pick. I agree, athleticism wise, but mind wise, I I don't buy it. Well, you know what? There, there's there's a sucker every day, right? And there's going to be a team that decides that he's going to be that player that they commit to, that they want to invest in and build around long term. It's going to happen with whether his name is Kyle Murray, whether his name is Dwayne Haskins, whether his name is Drew Locke. But I think the biggest thing is that I think aside from the NFL keeping the Heisman Trophy, I think the MLB just royally fucked this situation up. They they had a Heisman Trophy winner drafted top 10 overall in their draft high prospect, five-tool type of player. Right. We're, we're getting back to them stuck in their ways. And look look how this free agent conversation is still portraying. We have catchers and pitchers reporting, which isn't that big of a deal. But we still have their major free agents still unsigned. And it's, it's a news cycle while you keep people interested. Today, it's split second. A day is a news story, right. correct? And We've that, seen that this week in the NFL. Like, this is supposed to be the wall. Yeah, and, and we, we have news stories from all these other organizations, and yet MLB is still stuck in the Stone Age not making decision. These guys, free agents, are still out there. There's still pitchers out there, too, who are not even reported. I know. I, I think and MLB loves to hold on to, like, oh, we're – we're a historic type of league. We have all of this history. About yeah, meanwhile, that's all, that's meanwhile all the, the best thing for the MLB was when everybody was juicing, hitting bombs. Yeah, and when everybody was getting excited for baseball when Sosa and Maguire were chasing after a home run record. Bonds. And Bonds' head getting bigger while his while his balls were going out of the right field in, in San Francisco where nobody hits home runs. Not a person. So, so I think... The problem is is that they need to understand where their game is going and where their game needs to head. You need to make sure that Bryce Harper and Manny Machado are on two teams Ooh. by the time. But forget pitchers and catchers because they, they, they fucked that up. No, th- yeah, they fucked that up. They need to get them in because spring training, and we were talking about this before we got on the show, spring training or preseason, let's just call it, is a lot different in baseball than it is in any Correct. of the other sports. It's, it's only in full interaction with your team. 
Right, because the positions are being coached by their position coaches. The same thing in NFL, but you're not on the same field. Like, or like individual work. work. Right, Correct. exactly. Because yeah. it, it's fine tuning your individual aspects, what you need to hone on. It, it's not so much as the team. You're not you're not going over that, and especially he's probably going. These guys are probably getting acquainted to a new team. Absolutely, and new new personalities. Mm-hmm. I think that's a huge thing. I mean, new managers, new managers, and keep in mind, like these two guys. Granted, I don't think they're going to get the money that they were expecting before for free agency, but you're going to be the guy that's coming into this organization, whichever one it is, regardless you're of the, the players savior. that are on it. You're either A, the savior, or you're A, the guy that's making a, a fuck ton of money. And since it's spring training, you're going to be the guy that has to take all the minor league guys out every single night because those minor league guys are sleeping in motels while you're sleeping at the Ritz fucking Carlton, making $250 million a year, and all you have to do is put a stick on the ball. Right. Nice. MLB is a mess, man. I, I, I don't see it trending up. They need to make some snap decisions. And they're worried about pitch clock and everything like that. I, I think you need Shit to that take care nobody of... Nobody cares about. Yeah. They're, they're worried about slowing down the game more than it is, and it's already a long game. It's a long season. And nobody cares. Like They have all these replays. Don't even get me started. Mm-hmm. Like That's the last thing I want to see during the regular season MLB and That should game. only be on scoring plays or scoring plays that make a it difference. It shouldn't even be. Not during regular season. Yeah, even do it that way. I don't give a shit. I give no shits. It's just something that's on in the background. But instant replay is a problem with every sport. It shouldn't. Like we can sit here and watch an instant replay on. Let's just say football perspective. We can sit there and say, all right, that was a catch or that wasn't a catch, and make the decision really quick. Why does it take so goddamn long? And. It's being recorded and being why, threaded why you, through another location. Why do you need everybody on the field? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Because because really we know who the people on the field can't make the competent decisions anyway. Well, you know, and we're what? referring to football, right? But I think one of the things that we need to understand about baseball is is that originally that the players thought that they owned the league, and the <laughs> players understood that since it's a it's not a hard cap league, it's a soft cap league. Teams are and especially in big markets are willing to pay the luxury tax. To get that marketability in a lot like a Manny Machado or even Correct. more like a, like a Bryce Harper. Because you're selling out all the time and you have so many games. It doesn't matter. Right. But now I think the MLB has done the right thing where the – well, the right thing in, in retrospect to the owners and the teams as opposed to the players where now you're seeing the NBA having an issue with players and agents – controlling the market the market and controlling how organizations do their business a la anthony davis how, how do we feel about that by the way well I, I don't mean to dovetail too much but let's speak on that a little bit anthony davis how do you feel that he handled with rich paul being his agent well rich paul or lebron who you be it name it I is, mean, is there a separation no i don't think so and the only re- the only reason I think that's the case is when Rich Paul and LeBron sat at Virginia last week and watched Zion Williamson play. Let's, like, let's, like, let's put it this way. There is no Rich Paul. There is no clutch force without LeBron. Correct. And there, no decisions are being made without LeBron. I mean, you, I, I don't think even if the, the Lakers and the Pelicans came to an agreement on a deal for Anthony Davis – I do not think the league would allow – they would have Chris Paul that deal. I don't know about that. I, I wouldn't go that far. But talk about just the, the power that you think you have to mandate that. It, and I 
I, I don't agree with the way New Orleans handled it with the leaks and all causing disruptions. I, I feel like they child's played that. Right. But I agree with their decision on waiting. I don't think it'll well, that play was, out well for them. But right. Well, that was the whole uh, Magic Johnson's take about how they weren't negotiating in good faith. Correct. Referring to, correct. Right. And I, I don't agree with their leaks. So they leaked it out. They said they wanted detriment to the Lakers team. Right. Yeah, you're being a child, and guess what? Boston's not going to be in that same situation because my money's on Kyrie not staying. I agree. But I also don't think that if you're a player under contract, not it's not like he's becoming a free agent this summer and he made this request. He's got a whole nother year to figure out what he's going to do with the remainder of his career. So... Right, like that—that's that's a little and why piss off the best party city in the world, or one of them. Yeah, I mean, and we all know he ain't getting those beads. Just looking the way that he looks, he's getting beads because he plays the way that he plays when he's actually on the court. But this just goes. This just goes to the understanding about like LeBron and Rich Paul, right? Like if they don't if they don't trade for uh, for AD in the summer. Who wants to go play for a toxic environment that's over there in LA? Like you rather you rather go play for the Clippers. Right? Yeah. With I, Jerry West and, and Steve Ballmer's paying whatever he wants I to pay. Agree, and they're making good decisions. You have a billionaire investor behind you. You have smart money behind you. Somebody's going to take care of you. Right. Like, I'd rather go to the Clippers. They're set up. They, they fleeced the Sixers on a trade. <laughs> well, we won't get into that because... Hopefully not. We don't, um, we, we don't need you getting upset and throwing anything on set right no, now. No, things might get tossed. Domestic abuse may happen against John over here. <laughs> um, anyway, before we get on this tangent, if, if you're Zion, though, would you even consider Rich Paul as an agent? No. No. Why? Like, that, 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 Why wouldn't I, you? No, I, I agree with you. I, oh. I agree. But, like, what would be the upside of choosing Rich Paul? There isn't any upside. I mean, that, that's that's – Granted, LeBron has done a lot of great things for like his close knit friends, like Maverick Carter's done well with what he's doing, and Rich Paul's doing well with what he's doing. But why would you want to be rep by the agent who every single basketball pundit and analyst has compared your body type and game to coming out of high school or college, like your first year coming? Yeah, out of the I, NBA? I think he's a little bit different, but yeah, I, I agree. Like from a just so so, you think Zion should have separation? Yes. So this is my whole take on Zion, having separation. If I'm a team that drafts Zion, I want separation from everything. So that being, I want him to come into a fresh new environment, and I want to build around him. This kid, I would trade X amount of picks for him. You name it. You name your price, I would trade it for him. So let's, let's just use the, the Knicks, for example, right? Because so, that's where they're linked to. Perfect. He okay. would tear down MSG. Right. If I'm the Knicks, I don't want Durant. I don't want Kyrie. Oh, take a step back. If they get the number one overall pick, okay, and there have been rumors that the Knicks wanted to talk about AD, do you even, if you're the Knicks, I don't even pick think up the about phone. It. Right. Don't even, even if it's just a one to one swap, you don't pick up the phone. You know what sells tickets? This kid who can leave from the opposite side of the foul line. And raise above and block a three-point shot because he cares about winning, because he cares about that hustle, and he's a freak. This kid is Bo Jackson, minus the other sports, 
of just legendary tales of what he's doing. Right. It's, it's unreal. Well, we saw last Dead to the ball. <laughs> he did to the basketball last night. It's unheard of. And what my take on him is, yes, he's this freak, but most guys, he's not most guys, but it, it takes you a few years. No matter how right. good you are, it takes you a few years to get uh, up to speed with the NBA. Right. Yeah. You may be a full man in here. You're not going to dominate. But my thing is, don't adjust his timeline. Don't ruin him. Like, make the timeline about him, and you can. And you'll sell tickets well, for how do you? Kid. Well, how do you really mess up his timeline, though? Like, let's say he does come in. And he's a first overall pick, right? So, could, because the draft happens, or the, the lottery balls are picked before free agency. Everyone knows who's going number one overall. Mm-hmm. So, let's, let's just say, and... Hoping to God this happens, he ends up getting so matched so, with the Knicks. So say you match him with the Knicks, right? And and the two prospective free agents, right? KD and uh, Kyrie, right? Come there. Who both had made, or both have made comments about wanting to play with and, somebody like that, and who both make asinine statements all the time True. to the media. I don't want that. I I want this kid fully accessible, and I want it his world. I want it about nothing else. And I'm going to sell him to the fullest. And I'm going to build around him. It's going to be his team. It's going to be everything Zion. But what? But what? To, what is it to say that it won't be his team? Because these established guys won't give that. They've already had their taste. But you, you're, you're telling me they'll play second fiddle to a rookie? I don't think it has anything to do with being second fiddle. Like, we were talking about last week about how you thought that Kevin Durant was going to crumble in a media spot. Oh, I agree. But what if... Because of the skill sets that Zion has, because of the smile that Zion has, and because of the shoe deal that he's probably going to sign. Yeah, but I, I don't want any outside forces around him corrupting him. I want him as his entity, and I want to sell everything that is Zion as my franchise. But what if the, what if they do do that, or what if the Knicks do that, or any other organization yeah, yeah, that drafts but, him? But my scare is they're going to be better than they should be at first, right? With, with the three... Why, you think he's going to stunt his growth? Like, imagine being, imagine being able to learn from players like... Kevin Durant. Like, granted, you may have, like, difference of opinion from so, a personality so perspective. But. I, I want to take a winner who wants to try on every play to be with the teammate who left at the earliest chance to join the team that he lost to in a Game 7. Joined an All-Star team. But what's the difference? What's the difference? I don't in, want that. But LeBron left... Cleveland, after he got spanked by the Celtics, just because he didn't go to the Celtics, he ended up forming a team down in Miami. What's the difference? The difference being is that Cleveland was never a competent organization. Yes, you could say that about the Knicks always, but I think that they have the right space now and everything. All right. That they could make it in his team. They can be around him. Look, they're... They're not going to win all these games with them right away. Right. But they have a clean slate, and they can make it his team. I think – but I agree with you about the whole sentiment making it his team. But I think regardless of who comes in there, uh, New York New York specifically, and, and every – and you can say this about every team. Every team loves a homegrown drafted player, regardless of who you bring in and at what time you bring in. That's why, like, the Max Kellermans of the world and, and other people – who really don't really don't know sports, but just have this kind of fandom, so to speak. We're like, why are they trading Christoph Porzingis? They drafted him. This should have been the guy. 
I, Th- I, that's, that's, I, I that's think it was thing. a good trade for both teams. No, I agree, but... As you're, long you're, as things work out for New York Knicks. Right, but you're saying that... You're of the opinion that if they draft Zion and they bring in KD or they bring I, in other I, stars, I don't want to. I don't want to be I don't, a. I don't think that's I don't want to be a coward flat earther. <laughs> I don't think he's be a coward flat earther because I think he's smarter than that. And listen, I I used to play against Kyrie on the AU circuit when I was in high school. He's not that stupid. No, he's very intelligent. He knows what he's doing. Right. I, I agree with you, but he's awkward. I just keep seeing Bo- him. Both. I just keep seeing both, him. Both are very awkward <laughs> socially. Yeah. Am I wrong? They don't know how to address the media. Well, I think that's more. I think Kevin Durant has more of a like bombastic, like arrogant view towards the media as opposed to Kyrie. Just they're the reason really. you're making those millions of dollars. Like it was, the media, without the oh. media driving it, without that content, what what are you what are you playing for? Yeah, but see, you know what? I'm of the opinion that. There is no such thing as bad publicity. Any negative publicity is good publicity. This goes back to what we were talking about with Kyler Murray. It doesn't really matter. See, They're but, still talking about it. But I didn't it. agree with you there. No, I know, but I'm just saying, like, this is where our differences of opinions come in. I just don't think it's that big of a deal. And at the end of the day, it the only reason why Kevin Durant left the Thunder was because his group told him, like, listen, if you wanna if you wanna be better than LeBron because you're playing in the same generation as him, you need to go win championships. He's about to win his third. Yeah, right? Yeah. So how are you gonna how are you gonna supplant and and, how are you gonna supplant and who has ever said that he's better than LeBron? Nobody. But if he goes and, and snaps a forty five year drought in one of the historic franchises in NBA oh, history, if he would have done an OKC, a small town market, if they would have been beating the Mighty Warriors, no, no, no. If the if they st- if the Thunder stayed in Seattle and they won, it would have been a bigger story than being in Oklahoma. Uh, they burned down se. his fucking restaurant in Oklahoma City. Good, deservedly so. <laughs> Jesus. But like I'm just saying, like you, you're living in this time. That restaurant caught fire. <laughs> oh, oh, that's bad. I love it though. That's a great fucking line. Hey. But I think I think the other thing is is that if you're living in the generation of LeBron and you're living in the aura of LeBron and he's trying to do everything that Jordan is going or is going to do, which he never will. You, you're trying to supplant him from a basketball perspective. I think the only way is time and championships the, and bringing one to a place there, that hasn't had one in 45 years. Yes, but there's no supplanting a LeBron, what he's done. You can't. Off the court. Off the court. Take off the court aside. On, on the, the court. On, on the court, you're, you're not the same player. You're, you're a different player. So, you think Kevin Durant's a better scorer than LeBron? I agree. I, I agree there, but the, the way you had to show it was when you're one-on-one. You can't show it. With all the options of Golden State, so he's he's getting open looks he at Golden MV- State. He won the MVP in Oklahoma. I don't care. Yes, but but that's what I'm saying because he was a driving force between for Oklahoma. I I don't know. I I just think that I think their I, paths are. I just think their paths are similar, regardless of how he's they number get two there. in Golden State. Say it as you want. You could say he's the best scorer in Golden State, but he's not. Curry's always going to be number one. Okay, this goes back to even if, first of all, once if that ping pong ball drops and New York gets number one overall, it's a fact that it's Zion Williamson. It's Zion Williamson before Kevin Durant even signs. Yeah, it's the same fact. They'll probably draft R.J. Barrett to go along with Kyrie and. Oh God, why fucking? <laughs> you know what? I hope. 
I hope Philly gets the fifth seed and runs in to Milwaukee or whoever they got to fucking play and gets swept. I'm tired of you bashing my Knicks on this goddamn podcast. It's not even NFL season. I don't even I don't even know what it's going to be like when we talk about the fucking Jets. Listen, I want Zion to Knicks more than anything, but I don't want the outside forces around him. Okay, I understand where you're coming from. I just think the outside forces are going to be perceived are going to perceive to be differently because he's going to be the first one perceived to be in the building well, before the free agent. We'll side. see if they get that frozen envelope. Yeah. Well, you know what? I think there's going to be a little bit more balls in that popping net. And listen, I know Ernst and I think it's Ernst and Young or PwC or whoever is the accounting firm that makes sure that there's an even amount of balls or whatever in the lottery. Well, trust me. Financial institutions and accounting firms aren't, uh, you know, as bulletproof long, from scandal. As long as they don't count Durant's in there. Yeah. Yeah, please. he has none. Oh. <laughs> you know what? I hope. I hope we're here come, like, August and the teams are set and Boston's depleted, the Sixers are depleted, and the Knicks are the favorite to win. Sixers very well may be depleted. Yeah. That very well may happen. But you know what? As long as they keep Joel and Ben, I'm all right. All right. But Ben will probably be in L.A. sooner or later, so. <laughs> well, you know what? I think you should take that meeting with Magic regardless. Yeah. They'll, they'll probably trade him for Ingram and uh, front row seats. Well, Ryan's a little bit spiteful as, as with the Sixers because of what they did to his uh, his man Hinky. Um, so, you know, if if if, Lord you, and Savior. if you feel that he's a little jolted because of what had happened, that's that's the reason why. Guy's got the manifesto printed and hung up on the wall in his bedroom. So you can just kind of understand where he's coming from. Anyway, I, I think we've done enough for today. Um, th- this is pretty much where we wanted to get to with Zion being the second coming. It's all roads to Zion. Everybody, watch out for this force coming into the NBA. He's he's the next one. Yeah, and I don't think there's a debate about it. I know there has been debates about RJ or him both playing on the same team, but I think uh, athletic ability, shine, and and kind of the charisma for the game just kind of takes that over, and especially in in the market set. It's teams superstar sport, one. man. Yep, absolutely, but um, you know. Uh, this is kind of where, like Ryan said, where we wanted to leave off. Um, like we said last week, we have the email set up, which um, you can email any questions or comments about any of the shows or any comments that you want us to talk about in future shows. And that's the no holding back pod at gmail.com. And uh, as we had said in previous shows, we also had set up an Instagram account and a Twitter account. Uh, the Instagram account will um, kind of provide the different um, content and the different people that we're speaking about. And Twitter is probably just going to be, you know, where we just really no hold, we just hold nothing back. Anything that comes up in the given day is just going to be tweet, 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 tweet. You so. never know. <laughs> so you can hit us up at on Instagram at the no, no holding back pod. And then on Twitter, you can just hit us at the with the no holding pod i believe it is so um you can uh, dm us or um send us questions on twitter um that you want us to talk about anything that we get in the inbox we'll have a segment at the end of this show 
to kind of answer your questions and kind of comment at you and just kind of hit you a like. Yeah, so quit holding back. Get us up with some emails. We're tired of you virgins out there. <laughs> so get it together and hit us back up. And uh, again, as we always say, this is no holding back. And thank you for listening.